Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This episode of She's All Fat is brought to you by Always For Me, an online plus size swimwear, lingerie, and activewear shop. Their mission is to take the worry out of choosing a swimsuit. So if you're on the hunt for swimwear in sizes 12W to 26W, check out Always For Me. They offer a variety of styles from their modest options to swimmer that shows a little more skin, like my new suit that features sexy macrame details. Head over to alwaysforme.com for 20% off site-wide when you enter code SAF. See you at the beach, fatties. Literally, it is my freshest nightmare to have to defend Melania's husband <laughs> right now. We hate him. We hate him. More than anything. On the planet. Yeah. Literally more than anything. And this is I'm April, and this is She's All Fat, the podcast for body positivity, radical self-love, and chill vibes only. This week, we'll discuss liberal fat phobia, Ricky Gervais, and grocery store small talk. Okay, April, what are you obsessed with this week? All right, this week, I have been re-watching all the available clips of John Early and Kate Berlant on YouTube. Oh, yes, love them. This comedy duo that I am so in awe of. They are incredible. So I think the first time I saw John Early was this video of him doing this set on YouTube, and it clearly was, like, not a planned set. Like, he just went through an improv to set, and it was about how gay guys in the summertime dressed like British schoolboys was like the premise. And it's so funny. And so like, I like his stuff separately. And I also love his stuff with Kate Berlant. Side note, Kate Berlant was on Lizzie McGuire once. What? We will link to the clip. Oh my God. She's incredible. Um, So my favorite video of the both of them is this video of them doing a sketch about how people talk about Paris. Remember Brian? Oh my God. Okay. When I came back from Paris, I was like, Hey Brian. And Brian, when I came back from Paris, I looked great. I was confident. I was well read and I came back and Brian was like, Hey, I saw Brian. Nah. Paris, second I get there, found a guy. Found a guy. I'm on the street. I love that so much. That's funny. For people who don't know, John Early is also on the show Search Party on TBS, which is like one of the best shows. Still haven't watched. Need that so login. Good. Oh my God. Okay. You have to remind I feel like we've talked about this on the show before. Please remind me to give you my login okay. so that you can watch Search Party. Watch Search Party. Incredible show about millennials who are, you know, uh, trying to solve a crime. And he's so funny <laughs> on it and so incredible. So I'm obsessed with the both of them. I love them so much that I opened my podcast app this week and searched their names to like listen to the times they've been on podcasts. Oh my God. And then every episode was incredible. Oh like every God. interview on all these different podcasts. So they're, they're so good. Kate and John, you have my heart. So that is my obsession. What are you obsessed with this week? Okay, I have just a few quick ones to hit on. Just um, loving the astrology um, bingo charts been going around on Instagram. 
feeling attacked by the Aries one as usual. <laughs> yeah, I did mine. The only one they were not accurate for is like my friend Justin. Um, shout out to Justin, Ethan, and their dog Pongo. Both mine, my Scorpio with Gemini rising, because mm. I'm a monster. Nice. <laughs> are like, they're both very accurate for me. And Lindsay's Leo is. Hashtag sorry, Lindsay. It's like very accurate. Sorry that you're such a Leo. She's Lindsay. such a Leo. Yeah. No, mine was like. Acts like a baby. Can't take care of self. Yeah. Is a jerk. I was like, don't say yeah. Do not say yeah. <laughs> this was so funny because you were like, this is so rude. And I was like, hmm. Really? You can't? <laughs> I felt, because I, I feel like other people genuinely had like sweet stuff on it. Like, You're yeah, so like cute. the warm thing. Aries is no. like very stubborn, very powerful. And you're focusing on the ones where it was like, stays mad. You're just proving it right. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> wow, I'm so angry. What's it? What's is it called? Like Justin's astrology we'll, or something? Yeah, we'll link to the Instagram we'll account. account that it's some. I think it's Jake's. Jake's. Jake's, Jake's for astrology. Sure. Jake's astrology. Thanks for attacking me, Jake. Literally at me next time. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, guys. Also, this is a funny combination. If you like this astrology stuff, but both my, Victor and my high school boyfriend are both Aries, and April is an Aries. I just work well as a partner with Aries, I guess. And Sophie's very, very Scorpio. Yeah. Incredibly. Yep. I embrace it. Heavily. (laughs) Um, Moving on. I also have been enjoying all the dunks on Ricky Gervais this week on Twitter. What insecure bitch. (laughs) (laughs) For those of you who don't know, Ricky Gervais is a failed hack comedian. (laughs) He's a loser, like in the classic sense of the term. He's so (laughs) annoying. He's basically just like richer... uh, British Bill Maher, if yeah. Bill Maher tried to do characters. For sure, that's it. He's just always like, aren't you offended? I called you fat. I called you gay. Aren't you offended? And I'm like, not afraid to offend everybody. Oh and I'm like, he, boring. Yeah, it's like he recently did like had this photo shoot or something, or it came this image was going around Twitter that just really made me laugh. It's him with a crown of thorns on, and mm-hmm. then he has a mic as, like, a his cross. cross. Yeah, and the, yeah, the microphone is his. He's carrying the microphone. <laughs> and then it says atheist in blood across his like, chest. By the way, dude, we know that you're an atheist. Which is, like, the <laughs> most... Clear. It's like Ricky Gervais is the ultimate annoying white boy atheist Literally. thing. And I'm I like, also oh, hate, I, especially with Ricky Gervais, guys like this always think they're so unique. They're like, I think humor is for being offensive and i don't believe in god crazy it's like can you believe it like wow i can't believe it just like everyone else i just enjoyed all the people like there were a lot of format jokes on twitter this week that were just like ricky gervais says something offensive everyone else we're bored by you (laughs) ricky gervais checkmate liberals it's just like what are you doing so i'm just like glad that um at least the circles i'm in the general tone is like annoyed at him because i remember when that kind of humor people were like wow like dane cook very you know what i mean yes oh my so it's kind of chill i think that people are like nah we're done with that it's just lazy regardless of it being like offensive or irritating or whatever i'm like it's literally (laughs) could not be more done okay so that's a quick thing and then also just night terrors Mm -hmm. (laughs) been using a sleep mask and headphones and it really has been helping me at night just just gotta trick all my body's sensory inputs what what are you listening to in the headphones just like various spotify playlists called like beach sounds calm Mm. sleepy sleepy meditation spa (laughs) relaxing there's nobody outside exactly here listen to this just like overwhelming synth with Mm -hmm. like wave sound i'm glad finally 
my quick hits, All right. if I'm allowed to do this. Sure. This is like a pet peeve of mine is evolutionary psychology. Okay. Which is this? like, that's like when people are like, well, men are like this because they mm. evolved in hunter-gatherer days. To okay. blah. I'm like, no. <laughs> You're just using this as like a way to no. like justify the behavior that you want people to have. Yeah. So again, a Twitter thing, this article has been going around online where the headline is called men are less empathetic than women, but it's not genetic. And then the tweet is like, scientists can't figure out why men are less empathetic than women. And all the quote tweets are like, ask women. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) I just found, I was like, the answer is socialization. I don't know why this is so hard. I think, but honestly, this is a really interesting thing to think about in that men like really think so highly of themselves that they think, well, the only reason why I'm like this is because inherently there is no other way. And it, it, it's like, like evolutionarily positive for me to blah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like, like it, no. in fact, it's to your advantage that I don't <gasps> care about your feelings. Exactly. I'm like, no, that's really annoying. Exactly. But yeah, so those are my four quick obsessions for this week, what I've been texting everyone about. Amazing. Let's move on to some podcast review shout outs. Thank you so much to all these people for writing reviews on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate you so much. What's the number we're up to right now, you said? 350. It's incredible, you guys. Mm-hmm. Maybe at 500, they'll feature us. Maybe we'll finally get on Spotify. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> one day. Please. Please. Okay. So thank you guys so much for your reviews. We love them. We look at them when we're feeling down. We appreciate you guys a lot. So these people left us reviews. Gabarella7, Useless App Alert. Ooh, baby, 666. <laughs> Dr. Dre Nice. Colleen Ann, Chloe Fass, and HeyBay727. Thank you guys so much for writing those reviews for us. Amazing. And now we are going to shout out um, our patrons. These are people who have become part of our Patreon family. Yes. Um, we're shouting out Taylor Mack, Lauren Miro, Marcy Evans, Kate McHugh Westfall, Lainey Gorman, and Carrie Allen. Thank y'all so, so much. I just wanted to read a little part from an email we got. Um, This person says, I recently became a Patreon for She's All Fat because I feel so empowered by what you do. As a result of the recent doctor episode, I decided to change things up in the upper division persuasion class I teach at a university. We usually do a health campaigns unit, so this time we'll be comparing and contrasting the messages of health documentaries that focus on weight loss with some of the studies you linked in the previous podcast. That's so cool. That's and very awesome. like we so love hearing that. And we love that uh this person is a Patreon now. Like we so we we are so grateful to see that. We want to hear more about it. And thank you so much for being a part of the Fat Millie. Come join us over in the Facebook group if you're a Patreon at Team Paisley Moo Moo and above. People are all up in there having great combos. We love it in there. Um, all right, let's move on to our corrections slash news section. Okay. Our like little hybrid. A little corner. Um, so previously I had shared that Call Me By Your Name uh wrecked me in a way that I have not recovered from yet, and I really <laughs> loved it. Um, and some of our listeners have responded saying, you know, they felt kind of uncomfortable with the film because of the the age difference like elio is 17 and oliver is 24 also same in the book like when it comes to discourse like this i feel like reasonably limited in that like i'm a straight girl from minnesota and so like if there's a movie about queer people that queer people feel uncomfortable with like 
I want to hear from them. So I, I've been seeing some talk about this, like on, I love Tumblr, hashtag Tumblr, like on Tumblr and on Twitter a little bit, but I would love to hear if people have like resources or like pieces or Twitter links or whatever, talking more about like how they felt about this representation. Um, we would love to shout it out in the show notes, just cause for me, it's kind of like when I watched the movie, I didn't react at all to the age yeah. difference. And when I read the book, too, maybe because I'm kind of used to seeing that age difference in film and maybe because I was like, oh, it's Italy or I don't really know why. But um, yeah, it it is Italy. But I I do want to hear more about what people think about it. And I think if if, like the representation is problematic, it's kind of our responsibility to evaluate it. So I want to hear about it. If I had a friend who was 24 and they were like, here's my 17 year old boyfriend, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, I did cry through the movie as well. Yeah, I sobbed through the entire thing. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, I don't, I didn't feel that it was wrong, but also I don't think that everything I think is right. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to. We Googled hear a little it. bit for, for articles, but didn't see one that really struck us. So if you guys have more resources on this, please like tweet them at us and we'll include them in next week's show notes as well as retweeting them on our Twitter. So thank you so much for calling us in about that. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Very cool. Um, okay. Next we got a bunch of emails. Apparently a lot of Montessori teachers listen to the pod. <laughs> you know, if I think about that for 30 seconds longer, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to, um, let, Uh, This listener, take it away. We just got a few corrections about the original function of Montessori schools and like what their viewpoint is and stuff. Um, And I think this listener does a great job of summing that up. Hi, April and Sophie. This is Hannah. Um, I love your show. I want to start out by saying that. I happen to be not only a listener of your awesome podcast, but um, I'm being Montessori trained uh, in Minnesota right now. And so I was really excited to hear it mentioned, even in the context of like silly white things. Um, But I just wanted to make like one little clarification just because I literally study this constantly. Um, Like Montessori seems like a really middle class white affluent thing right now. But um, when it was initially invented in 1907 by Dr. Maria Montessori, um, she actually designed the, the Montessori schools in, they were designed in the slums of Rome and implemented there. And they were designed for disadvantaged children who had working class parents and the parents were like, we don't know what to do with our children here. I think that because the Montessori materials are extremely expensive and they have been sort of corporatized, that has made them really inaccessible to most people. But we're seeing a resurgence of affordable Montessori schools that are more neighborhood schools. They are an affluent white thing. And I wish they weren't. And then also, speaking of media critique, we had another listener send in this little bit about Queer Eye, which we both also love. And I totally agree with this listener. So I'm also just going to play this sans any further commentary. Hi, April and So. Feel like we've known each other for a long time. Love you guys. Uh, I just wanted to call in because I've also been watching Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. And as a gay woman, I'm liking it. Uh, but would love to see some more gay women on TV. But the thing that's really kind of stopping me from loving it all the way is the way Tan, the uh, fashion guy with the amazing hair, talks about problem areas. And when he gives his tips, it's always like, here's how to cover up your problem area. Here's how to make yourself look better despite how your body looks. And I'm not loving that. T-E-H. Um, now just a little tip jar corner. Um, number one, we had an email from a fan and this is just a compliment for us, but I just think <laughs> it's really funny the way that they said it. 
Okay, they said, I want to say that diets do work because I have been on a steady diet of body positivity and it's been fabulous. Incredible. <laughs> and I want you to know that when I did, when I read that email and I saw that line, I did get nervous. Like, I was like, where are you going with this? Yes. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, yeah. That I was loved awesome. It. That oh was my awesome. Gosh. Thank you so much for saying that, Hannah. Thank you. Um, and then another person wrote in after the doctor episode and for my fellow HS. Family, Hydrogeninus Supertiva, if you guys want to, you know. H to the H to S-O. the S-O. Sorry. To the, whatever. Okay. Um, this person says that they use a body wash called Hibiclens, um, that they find very effective. I've seen that in other groups, but I, again, as I said in the episode, I take a lot of what I see with, in those groups with a great assault because there's also people who will be like, rub turmeric on your armpits. Mm. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, and also I had to go to the doctor recently and, um, I'm always asking for like updates on if there's any new HS ideas. And this doctor told me about a wash that I hadn't heard of before called tend skin. So both of these things you can get on Amazon. We'll put like one of our Amazon links that we get a kickback for in our show notes. So if you have HS, you want to try out either of these body washes for the shower, um, check them out and then let me know which ones you like. I tend to like be very sparing about what I add to my routine because I don't want to like make your skin freak out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, finally, we just wanted to ask you all, uh, we've really enjoyed when we've in the past said, oh, we're going to have this episode coming up, send us your voicemails and you guys always send us the best ideas and the best questions. So some of our upcoming episodes are going to be around exercise, how to exercise as a fat positive person questions around exercising from thin allies or friends for fat people, all that kind of stuff. So send in any questions you have about exercise. And we're also going to be centering an episode around um, fat positivity as it relates to men or like male or, or masculine of center people. You know, she's all fat, as we say all the time is like a very femme centered podcast, but you know, we're totally, we're allies for our male (laughs) and like male of center people. Um, And we want to do an episode talking about this, but this one for sure is one where we're going to need some voices that are not ours because both of us are like femme as fuck. Yeah, very much. So please send in not only questions, but also like your perspective and your thoughts if that is how you identify and we want to include you as well. Exactly. Okay. All right. Well, we should really get to the meat of it, don't you think? Let's do it. The meat of it. As you know from the episode title, this week on The Meat of It, we're talking about our fat president. Yeah, so I'm not super excited to say his name a bunch of times. Should we come up with a fun euphemism? Yeah. Okay, what do we call him? Uh, Dr. Fartface? <laughs> like, I was going to go for Torture Zaddy. <laughs> You. Yeah, what's something? But I'm trying to think of like, what are the worst things? It's like you know, Jello salad. It's like whatever you want. Should we just do? Um, Can we just call him Melania's number? husband? Oh, perfect. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna discuss the way that liberal media, liberals, leftists, and other fake allies <laughs> talk about. Melania's husband. Melania's husband. So basically the big picture for this episode is I want to talk about like how 
liberals and people on the left can get in a trap where you think that, especially white liberals, think that you're like doing really well because you you were like, I'm very anti-racism and sexism and all the isms. And so like they get very defensive about calling things out or they think that they a lot of people have trouble like examining the phobias and hatreds that they still carry within themselves. Absolutely. And that's like a problem. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like almost more annoying to me to have it be like a hidden, like, no, I'm not that. So it can't be bad for me to say that mm-hmm. instead of it being like, yeah, I think black people are evil. Deal with it. At least I'm like, that's more on the face. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Like, I, I know what you're saying, what you actually think. You're truly standing in your truth. But yeah, calling yourself progressive, but actually being reluctant to progress in your views and opinions yeah. is problematic. Or just like wanting to think that you are as fully developed as you could be. Yeah. I'm like, everyone wants to think that they are right. Obviously, that's like not a hard thing to understand. But basically the overall message of this of this section of the episode is just like, Please be okay being wrong, everyone. We have to be willing to grow. Yeah. Because do you really think you woke up this morning and you're like, I'm done? Right. Like, when we do Fatty Film School, we talk about um, fat representation in media. And a lot of times TV shows and movies, like, are written by liberal people or people who would consider themselves liberals. Mm -hmm. And yet they are still showcasing this hatred or, like, this phobia that they're not, like grappling with or thinking about is a bad thing. Like most of the people that I have to like call on fat phobia are not conservatives. You know what I mean? Like, because (laughs) I I mean, we've had some interesting conversations about this too, but a lot of, um, you know, more conservative culture is also about like quote unquote politeness. So Mm -hmm. sometimes I get called like fat less by, by that Mm -hmm. realm of people, but also like the conversations I have about this a lot are, are with people who think that they are doing work to bring more justice and they get hung up on some things Mm -hmm. it's like very prevalent in like hollywood stuff because that's a visual language and as we've talked about before a lot of times like films and tv shows use fatness as a like external sign of moral decay yes absolutely but a lot of people buy into it and like it's hard to attack but we're going to talk about it more now so another place that i've seen it is in a lot of podcasts that i listen to like for example i listen to all the crooked media podcasts i bet a lot of you guys do too john uh, lovett especially is like pretty fat phobic and like some of it, a lot of it's in a very self-hating way like he lost weight recently and has made a lot of fat jokes recently because mm-hmm. of it i think but it's just frustrating when they're like literally they're talking about how bad they think politicians are about racism and sexism and then they'll just drop in a fat joke and it's Ugh. like so annoying to me how unaware it is of like what they're doing yeah (laughs) you know what i mean i think some people it really is just second nature for them because it's almost like not that you know how sometimes people say the final frontier of discrimination is fat phobia and i'm like that's not we're not having those conversations but i do think it is actually like quite true that people just don't have the language to call it out whereas i could say okay i know what racism looks like i think fat phobia is so like deeply embedded that people are yeah. just like what do you mean it's not okay to say that right like no so now that fat phobia has been started to be called out i've seen yeah. two veins of people trying to hold on to it that we're going to talk about okay one of them we're going to get to later which is um using it but trying to say that you're like doing it in a sympathetic way okay, or in a, in a way that's like, no, I like, I'm trying to show that it's bad to do fat jokes. And I'm like, you're not doing a good job. All right. Um, and then the second way is, uh, by uncritically using 
fatness as a negative descriptor of people who you think are bad. Okay. So that's getting us back to the episode title. Mm-hmm. Melania's husband, our fat president. Yeah. So a lot of uh, people on Twitter, for example, is like the main place where I'm seeing a lot of this or like people who are talking heads or whatever or on these podcasts we're talking about, they'll just call him fat straight up as an insult and laugh at it. Um, there's like a lot of those images of him like falling or like tripping yeah. or whatever that are supposed to be like making fun of his body and the way his body looks in clothes. Oh, or people Photoshop him a lot to make yes. him look fatter and be like, this is really what he looks like. There's a lot of political no. cartoons of him like naked yeah. or like that kind of thing. Uh, there's a lot of discussions about uh, food shaming, about how he eat, yeah. eats unhealthfully, quote unquote, eats like McDonald's or whatever. This all came to a head, what was that, like a month ago? I have no sense of time in, in Trump's America anymore. <laughs> Really like 30 years. I don't know what what time anything is, but this all came to a head when he got a physical checkup. Um, There's a lot of things about the president that we don't know, like his tax returns are all (laughs) like, you know, his his family businesses ties to uh, Russian oligarchs. Um, Hashtag P-tape. Hashtag P-tape, although I would like to remind everyone that Jimmy Carter had to sell his peanut Peanut farm (laughs) that he built with his bare hands. Anyways, um, so he got this checkup and, you know, he has this doctor who he trots out to say, like, he's he's the healthiest person in the whole world. You've never seen a healthier person. And the least racist. And and the the least collusion Which is just like, you know, it's like, sure, whatever, you're ridiculous. But um, people really seized on the numbers that they were putting out for his weight and insisted that those had to be false. And then Mm -hmm. there was a whole thing where Chris Hayes tweeted that he was now a girther to start... Number one, there's a whole other discussion we could have about whether, like, public officials' health should be the public's business. Yeah. I don't know that I, like, really want to have that conversation. I feel like that's different than private health for private officials, et cetera. But, like, it does seem slightly ableist to me. Um, But also, like, if you want to critique something about that doctor's visit – like, I don't know why the weight number would be the thing you go to unless you just hate fat people. It would be more maybe understandable to go, like, um, he's not this tall. Like, yeah. this is the this is just a lie. Like, there's why are you of, lying about this? There's lots of clear things to point out. Yeah, it's just, like, the, the problem is maybe lying, but not, like, <laughs> the lies that he's saying, maybe, if that makes sense. Maybe people went to the fat phobia because, I mean, people are inherently, like, pretty fat phobic, but also I think because they're like, okay, I, they think this is what this weight would look like, and they don't think he matches right. that, so it's a visual That was thing. a lot. There were a lot of comparisons of athletes who are that weight next to Donald Trump. I mean, we all know muscle and fat is different and everybody's body carries things differently. Ridiculous we have to say that, but all right. And also health isn't determined by weight. Like, again, there's whole other conversations to be had about, like, mental health and, like, armchair diagnosing of him and, like, all sorts of shit. It's, like, it's much more effective to just say, critique the actual words he said than to pathologize him, in Mm -hmm. my opinion. Totally. So what do we think about this phenomenon? I think, number one, that this this thing especially betrayed the way that a lot of liberals think about fat people. Absolutely. Um, it was really clear after this that people were gleeful about calling him fat and just wanted to say mean things and thought that was a mean thing to say. It's very odd. Yeah. When you can see people's clear joy in being yeah. like, look, it's almost the same kind of joy as when like his wig flew off the yes. other day and people are like, yes, we get to make fun of him because, yes. <laughs> and he also like, let me note this now. Literally it is my freshest 
nightmare to have to defend Melania's husband <laughs> right now. We hate him. We hate More him. than anything. On the planet. <laughs> yeah. Literally more than anything. And this is not a defense, to be it's clear. It really isn't. This but doesn't it's just, have anything to do with him. It has to do with the way that people who are supposed to be our allies are talking about this. Like, this has little to do with him. I, he can choke. I don't really care if his feelings are hurt, but it's the idea that this is an... If you think this is okay, this is like, okay, it's indicative of what you're saying behind our backs. Yeah, exactly. And how you feel about this. So, But were, he can choke, yeah. to clarify. <laughs> Literally. Number one, there were people who insisted that they were doing this because he makes fun of people by calling them fat, and so it's like a taste of his own medicine. We're doing eye for an eye now? Right, right. so we're doing that. I saw a piece on babe.net, which we we already know. (laughs) We already know. Whenever you want to trash take, you got to head to babe. (laughs) But, um, so there's this piece where a similar thing happened with Harvey Weinstein. Again, human garbage. Mm -hmm. A bad person. But again... By using fat as an insult, you're just making fat a bad thing. And that hurts us, not them. This person who wrote on babe.net who was defending calling Harvey Weinstein fat said, You forfeit the right to the same respect I'd afford to a regular person the second you override someone else's consent. So it's just like, you did a bad thing, so I get to be mean to you in a way I wouldn't be mean to someone else. But the thing is, that once again positions fat as a bad thing. Yes. You're like, I wouldn't call a nice fat person fat because I wouldn't say it to their face that I think their body is bad. Totally. That's not okay. That's not okay. And the thing is, I understand. I, I I honestly do understand that mindset because it's like, this person is one of the most evil people on the planet. You think that it would just be like, I can scream whatever I want at them. But it's like, no. you're demonizing everybody else who's fat's body. Yeah, just exactly. by like just because of this, he's not worth it for this guy. Yeah, he sucks. Exactly. You're like, yeah. you throw me under the bus. For yeah, him. it really, it really yeah. is not fair. It also like makes liberals, it makes us hypocrites oh, to absolutely. do this. A hundred percent. I like will not be linking to this because there's no way I'll be getting Fox News more clicks. No. Nope. But they wrote up an article about the backlash to the Gerther thing, mm. and they were quoting people who were on the left saying like, you shouldn't be doing this. It was a super weird way that they had to report on it because. For them, it was a piece that was like, yeah, we support the president and even these liberals support. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The president making fun of people for their body is unpopular in the current cultural climate. <laughs> unpopular. Like, they don't think it's wrong. They were just they using just think it. It's off so trend. It's like the fact that we're hypocrites is giving Fox News something to like have over us. You know what I mean? So that alone should be a great reason. Yeah. To stop doing this. Yeah. Oh um, my goodness. And then you know, finally. It's just, like, not a valid critique. Once again, being fat is not bad. And so calling him fat is not 
a critique. Also, he's not our first fat president. Also, he does everything else bad. Yeah. So just pick one of the other bad things. Like, people are not fat because they're bad. Again, that's the, like, reason I mentioned the media thing up top. Like, he's not... His fatness, his exterior in that way Mm -hmm. is not a reflection of his interior. No. You know what is a reflection of that? Is, like, a smug fucking look on his face all the time. (laughs) His words and actions on a daily basis. On a daily basis, If you really want to be, like, your appearance is reflective of your interior, Mm -hmm. look at, like, the look that Eric Trump has on his face every fucking second of the day. You know what I mean? It's just like, I'm a smug asshole. Oh my god. But like his body, his physical form is not a symbol of moral decay because that's my yes. body. I think I think maybe what we should do here is like walk it out, like walk out the implications. Because I think yeah. if you heard this and you weren't familiar with like our whole ideology, you might be like, "Oh, I think you're being dramatic." But sure. in my in my head, it kind of looks like this. Okay, so you have a tweet that's like at Donald Trump, uh, you fucking fat ass. Uh, go eat a cheeseburger. Yeah. Okay, it goes viral, right? Everybody sees it. It has 40K retweets. Yes, this queen clapped back. Everybody's like, clap back. They're like, oh, wow, you you nailed him, right? Okay, so then you're like a fat teenager who feels insecure about her body, and you see that it's very popular to make fun of Donald Trump, not because of the, like, Central Park incident, not because of the birther movement, but because of his body, and everybody's applauding them. You think, oh, okay, so talking about fatness in that way is acceptable. Yeah. And then you feel like shit. And yeah. then other people who maybe not had not felt strongly about fat phobia is seeing it get co-signed by those retweets. Yeah. And now they think it's okay too. Yeah. People feel like they've been let free to be mean in Absolutely. this way that liberals don't think they're supposed to be mean. They, and they, they never get to do this like right. horrible like shit. Like they get to let it out. Finally, it's kind like, of how it feels to me. Take a kickboxing class. You know Jesus I mean? Christ. Yeah. <laughs> like really you're inside the thing you long for is like to be mean to someone. Yeah. Either watch a reality show and root against exactly. someone, that's or what, that's go what to Vanderpump kickboxing. Is for. Literally, I'm like they, they give you villains. They want to. <laughs> you don't have to do this. This also leads to a lot of like what, once again, like very reminiscent of the like arguments about saying gay that Hillary Duff had to educate us about in 2005. When you say gay, do you mean what you say? Knock it off, Maria. <laughs> you gotta put that clip. The- when you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? knock it off. So it's like the same thing where it's like, think of this through, like take the logical steps with me. So when I saw this stuff happening on Twitter, I tweeted about it a little bit and I got some weird responses and I want us to talk about them. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. One of them was, I think this is fine because even though I see what you're saying, I think this will really hurt his feelings and affect him. And that's how we're going to bring him down. Okay. So <laughs> here's the thing is obviously we all know that Melania's husband's like an insecure little bitch and very much cares about what people say about him. But again, he gives us so many other things to mock him for. He literally knows nothing and is ridiculous. Can't we make fun of him for those things and hurt his feelings that way? Also, sorry, no, you're not bringing down the president with your mean tweet. <laughs> you're wrong. You're it, wrong it, about that. It might genuinely hurt his feelings, but he's still going to sign something yeah, horrible tomorrow. So? Like, <laughs> like, what's the... Okay. Doesn't matter. Okay, number two. Somebody fat quote tweeted one of my tweets and said, please use my body as a weapon to take him down. We're not going to do the thing where someone's like, well, 
my black friend said it was okay, so it's okay now. Yeah. Like, please don't offer yourself up as, like, the spokesperson for your marginalized group. Oh, my goodness. And also, Not don't okay. use yourself as conan, cannon fodder. Conan fatter. <laughs> conan fatter. Don't use yourself as conan fatter. I understand the implication to do something like that so that you are well-liked because people are looking for that scapegoat and you yeah. become that scapegoat. But don't throw your community under the bus like that. It's not chill. It's not cool. <laughs> not at all. Let's go over a few things. Um, it's chill to make fun of the president okay, for. Perfect. We're giving you ammo here. Take giving you notes. ammo. Okay, first one. Um, a Newsweek piece by Bevan Brand Landingham, who is a fat activist. Um, and creator of Fat Kid Dance Party, I believe. We'll put mm-hmm. this in the show notes. They said, quote, we can all do better to support the eradication of body currency, which I love the way of putting that, body currency. Cool. But let's shame him instead for imperiling our country and government. Literally, the president is ruining <laughs> the, world. the world. And he's like very clearly does not know how to do his job. Can't we make fun of him for that? Yeah. Incompetency, <laughs> perhaps? Call me old fashioned. <laughs> I think that's much funnier. I think so too, and more accurate. <sighs> um, this NBC News piece by a woman who I don't actually think is that positive because she writes a blog called The Black Girl's Guide to Weight Loss. Ah, uh, yes, I've seen this. But she does say, quote, either we believe that we should treat people according to the dictates of our purported morals or we don't. Not only that, but remember that your overweight and obese friends and family are watching and listening to these jokes and cringing. Is this what you say about them in private? Is this how you describe them when they're not there? Do you really think they enjoy these jokes, believing that their own fatness is somehow different from Trump's? This isn't a defense of Trump. This is a request for some uh, for us to have some standards and live up to them. There's no reason for us to use this man's body against him when his politics are rife with a historical understanding of society, regressive ideals, and beliefs that are flat out dangerous to our fellow human beings. Let's focus our energy towards that and leave the body snarking behind. Absolutely. Also, his wig. If you need to, <laughs> if you if you really don't want to take time to think critically about all like the implications of what he says on a daily basis, just go for the wig. It's fine. Here's, I mean, because here's like, if you want to make fun of someone's appearance, don't make fun of bodies. Yeah. I would. I always prefer snarking about people's aesthetic choices in clothing and hair and whatever because like that is a taste Mm -hmm. thing and so it's like inherently your opinion doesn't matter you know what i mean so i love being like oh that outfit like in a way that doesn't matter (laughs) at all not like the person they inherently are and the body that they live in is bad (laughs) yeah where it's like okay yeah here's another thing if you want to make fun of his appearance he had um 45 embroidered into the like cuffs of all of his shirts because he's so insecure about being president <laughs> i'm president for sure definitely the president 100 <laughs> percent. legally the president like earned it for sure come on <laughs> who know? interfered i'm the president 100 percent. you want to make so. fun of something make fun of how the, the video of him walking up to air force one with the umbrella while it's raining and his son is walking behind <laughs> him in the full rain he's a monster remember when he tried to hold melania's hand and she and swatted she, like, him away? away like all of that if we really need you know, to if you're gonna go petty there's so many pettier things to do like make fun of trump's stakes yeah so to transition to the latter half of this of the meat of it like this is um a phenomenon that i see in a smaller way in a lot of other media so for example i went to see love simon the other day loved it was beautiful there is a part where one of the heroes of the movie calls a bully fat and it gets applause nice on the show constantly talking about okay fat is clearly like 
demonized and people don't understand what exactly we're talking about, this is it. This is it. People, of all the examples we just give, the most frequent one people use against Donald Trump is that he's fat. Oh, totally. As against Chris Christie, too, is that he's fat. And I'm like, okay, then that proves it. Yeah, like that's what you think is the worst thing about them, <laughs> that's for a, real? That's the worst thing someone could be. That's yeah. the most ridiculous, the most laughable, yeah. is fat. So, the, as I mentioned at the beginning of this, the other way I want to look at this is kind of it. Uh, when people think that they're trying to be body positive, but okay. they are not. All right. I love so this. So I went to this movie last night in LA. We get all sorts of screenings of all sorts of films. And in the movie, I'm just going to like spoil the plot for everyone. So skip ahead. Spoiler if you want to see the movie Flower. Yeah. So this is a movie Flower and it's like kind of an indie film. There's um, a girl and then her mom is getting together with this guy who's like very boring, but like she likes him and he has a son who just got out of rehab for like eating addiction and pill addiction. Okay. So from the moment that the son walks on screen, every single fucking joke is about how he's fat. Wow. And it's like, even to points where it's like he gets in the car and they're like, scooch over further, scooch over further. You're not wow. all the way in yet. Scooch over further. He says that he was um, sexually assaulted by a teacher. They like things go too far. They end up killing the teacher. Whoa. And then the brother and the main girl like try to run away to Mexico together. They have sex. The stepbrother? Yep. They oh. get together. And then like at the end, like she visits him in jail and he's like, I lost 10 pounds. And she's like, amazing. I'm only sleeping with you now. Oh my God. Basically like the whole first 45 minutes were just one big fat joke. Wow. Just one whole thing about like making fun of him even though he just got out of it was rehab yeah like you're supposed to like him okay the directorial idea was that we were being shown how bad the other people were and how sympathetic he was the positive change at the end is that he's losing weight like really betrays all of that wow so afterwards there was like a talk back with um the director and the star um and i raised my hand and then asked a question and I like kind of blacked out because I was very nervous. Well, but... our friend Nina wrote a transcript of what you said. Okay. Is it okay if I read it? Sure. Okay. For context. As a fat person who doesn't hate myself, how do you justify the fat jokes of the entire first 45 minutes that dehumanize the male lead? Yeah. It's <laughs> horrible. I mean. It's horrible that you had to do that. And like, it got really quiet and the director was like, oh, we weren't trying to make fun of him being fat at all. Like, we're trying to show how sympathetic he is. And, like, we think that the people saying those things are bad people. And I was like, okay, but, like, when he's getting in the car and the joke is him moving over. And he was like, no, 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 that's because she doesn't want to sit next to him. And I was like, right, but, okay, like, how about the laugh line I don't want anyone to be fat. Do you think people are laughing at the fat joke or are they laughing because she's a bad person and they were kind of quiet and he was like, I don't really know. I guess it's a good question. If you don't really know about the, because the thing is when you make a movie, every single choice is intentional. Yeah. So you do know. You wanted to make fun of a fat person. Exactly. And like, <laughs> that's what happens. Even if, so it's like if your perspective is like, it's not nice to say mean things to fat people, but it is still bad to be fat. That's not radical. Also, you're playing it for laughs, so your point is exactly. like already muddy. Like if you're trying to, so I don't even know how to describe this like genre of it, which is like, which is, you know, the same genre of things that I saw in a lot of responses on Twitter when I was saying like, please don't body shame Melania's husband, which mm-hmm. is like, I'm body positive, but I think this is okay. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, it's not okay. No. He came over, the director came over to me afterwards and was like, um, that wasn't our intention. And if it came across that way, then we failed. Yeah. I was like, yeah. That's smart which is of him true. to say because like, it's true. And he was like, I really, I'm going to consider this. He like wrote down the name of the pod. So like, question, doubt he'll listen, TBH. <laughs> but he did make a show of writing it down, which All I right. appreciated. Mm-hmm. I tried to say like, 
you know, you got to look at how he, the function, these function in your show and also how it functions in a broader thing. Like you could never have a romantic lead that was fat, who was a woman and the first 45 minutes were trashing on her. And then she gets the guy at the end that would never happen. Or just like, think about how much, how little fat representation there is outside of this. And think about how this is contributing to that erasure. If you don't think it's bad to be fat, then why in the end is his positive arc that he is losing weight. Why doesn't any character say at any point, you it sh- you should not say these things because it's okay to be fat? No character apologizes. No, it's always, I mean, she's made to apologize to him for being mean, mm-hmm. but that's not the same thing as saying it's not bad to be fat. That's yes. just saying it's impolite to point, to point out that out. you're fat. And that's not the same as being body positive. No. I know a lot of people think it is. Yes. That's why we're here. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So those are kinds of the different points of view that I wanted to discuss a little bit and be like, let's not do this. And like, I, I, these are really hard because they're so complicated and so nuanced and we're all on our different (laughs) journeys Journeys. towards this, but I'm sure you all have like come up against these as well. And they're hard to combat if we're trying to really enact this social justice like mindset, you have to be okay with being called on it. And again, like I do respect that he said, if this is how you felt, then we failed. So to wrap this part up, you know, I just wanted to have us talk about when we get called on things. Once again, like chill vibes over here. We know how hard it is to be called on these things. Oh, we're not pretending. Like, I'm like, absolutely, please drag me for how I believe and who I am. Like, I want (laughs) to be called out on these things because I genuinely want to get better and I see how my flaws can contribute to other people's hurt and marginalization. Not because I enjoy it. Because when I get called on something, I have to go into the other room and be like, <laughs> for like a long time. Totally. Like, but yeah, I think it's important that we're very upfront about this. Like, it's not super comfortable. No. But what I'm saying is, if I'm really going to call myself progressive and try to walk that walk, that means that other people's like marginalization and other people's oppression has to be more important to me than my exactly. personal comfort. Exactly. It has to be. Otherwise, I wouldn't claim it because no. it wouldn't be truthful. There's two things that I'm trying to take out of my vocabulary right now, and I have been struggling with these for a long time. All right. I say, hey guys, yeah. all the fucking time. Me too, me too. I don't even like when other people do that. Because number one, it's like a gendered term. Yeah. Number two, I'm not trying to prioritize like Dudes. male groups. Literally. And also, and also we're never in male groups. I know. So it's never accurate. And I'm not trying to like um put gender gender I guess not pronouns, but like genderized words yeah. on the groups of people I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. Um it's another so hard. Yeah, it's super hard. Another one like that that's to me a little bit more insidious is like mental health ableism. Mm-hmm. Um I have a bad, really bad habit of calling things crazy. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> when I'm like, I know I have read the articles. Oh, we've seen them all. I've seen all the articles about we how retweeted that, them. Like, yes, literally. I was like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> don't do this. And then I'm over here like, you crazy insane, <laughs> like using these words. But it's like, so, so for those of you who don't know, um, the argument is that using words like crazy or mental or insane, like those kinds of things, marginalize people with mental health problems and 
and conflate, again, bad actions with like mental health issues. So like, for example, words used to marginalize women Mm -hmm. in the like 19th century, like hysterical was used to be like, oh, her concerns don't matter because it's just her hormones and her crazy woman brain. And it's an easy way to like disregard someone's like humanity, humanity. <laughs> exactly, and personal experience. So, but, but it's also like these, these words are part of, you know, culture is language, language yeah, is shared. We exactly. were always, we always heard that. So that's how you speak, but doesn't mean that we shouldn't work on changing it. Exactly. And it's just like one of my imprecise words. Yeah. Sometimes it seems like when you're describing these things, it's like, just let it go. It's not a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> but in reality, it's like, no, I want to change my language so that it doesn't make people feel alienated. It's exactly the same as saying gay as a bad thing. Totally. It's the same as like any, like 50 years ago, any kind of generalized term for black people Absolutely. as yeah. a bad thing. And at, at that time too, it seemed like whatever, let it go. Yeah. But in, in now in retrospect, we're like, you call people Negroes? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I don't want to in 50 years like oh I really held on to crazy for so long yeah. like I didn't want to so um, we got called out by a listener for that yeah. and we have a list we're going to put in the show notes for like other words that they linked us to which is so helpful Super but like helpful. yeah once again when we got that email I was like come on again <laughs> really because it's hard I mean you it's know really hard. behind the veil it's hard for us to just like say what we think and put together this piece of media and then be critiqued for it because yeah. it's kind of like we made you something beautiful yeah. <laughs> but in reality yeah. it's like yeah no I want to get better when I get the distance perfect. from it I'm like thank you so much for writing in yeah. like blah 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 I'm like but you just... listen and you cared enough about our growth to call us out and that's exactly. cool but in the moment yeah I'm like I'm perfect yeah. but like I'm not perfect yeah. and like I have growing to do and yeah. so I'm I, I want to like walk the walk and and change yeah i hope you guys oh my god (laughs) maria leave it in (laughs) leave it in please leave it in because just shows how that was so unconscious wow that's so funny it's been oh my god (laughs) we're literally out here trying our best but no but this is this is very necessary because it's like we're not gonna act like we're perfect and we're playing positive and when are you getting on our level no it's just like we're on our journey this is who this this is who we are yeah I also we're trying think, yeah and it's like both we appreciate being called out on things because we want other people to appreciate being called out and also like we are also both constantly doing our own research mm-hmm. in addition to being like we want to be called out like drag us yes like yeah. I'm also like it is totally also our responsibility to be like learning about these things and like Absolutely. doing our own tumblr and twitter reading basically. and i think in 10 years we can get to a place where we're not using any problematic language i, just I think it'll so. take some time also just as a quick thing too i think a lot of people their reaction to this is like well i can't say anything now and i'm like you know that's not true and by the way don't be so selfish yeah <laughs> putting your own personal preference ahead yeah. of someone feeling dehumanized like, you know that's like, not true. i know it'll take you another 30 seconds to think of another word but it's fine you'll be fine yeah exactly get over yourself <laughs> like um, please call me out that's it i'll call you out call, me, call out, me out zaddy oof <laughs> we're done <laughs> so that's the meat of it for this week uh we've solved the problem of our fat president you're, you're welcome, welcome. Today's episode is sponsored by Tomboy X. The seasons are changing, so should your underwear. They offer tons of different options in sizes extra small to 4X, and they carry loungewear, activewear, and underwear. From bikinis to briefs to boxer briefs to trunks and boy shorts, 
Tomboy X has got you covered. Their activewear line is made from eco-friendly fabrics that are quick dry and moisture wicking, making their products ideal for swimming, working out, adventuring, or all three. My favorite Tomboy X products are the iconic briefs and essential soft bra in white. Not only do they cover the full width of my booty, but they hold me in just right. This is a new code, so pay attention. Go to tomboyx.com SAF15 and check out their special bundles and pack pricing. And She's All Fat listeners get an extra 15% off with code SAF15. Again, code SAF15 for an extra 15% off. Ditch whatever you're wearing for a pair of Tomboy X underwear. Go to tomboyx.com SAF15. Now let's move on to It's Okay, You Can Ask, a segment where I get to answer all of April's questions about elements of whiteness that confuse her, from dry shampoo to blushing and more. We'll find out the answers to our burning questions like, keyboard cat is on tour? (laughs) Or, who's getting dragged on Twitter this time? So, Soph? Yeah. The question from my list that I'm asking today is... I just would like to note real quickly, (laughs) the main feedback I see from our listeners of color, Mm -hmm. our black listeners, is that they think this part's really funny when I don't know things. (laughs) But, like, sometimes it's funny when you don't know things. Okay? Oh, my goodness. That's for you, black listeners. Whatever. (laughs) That's for you. All right. Okay, so the question I'm asking this week Mm -hmm. is, why... um, are white people, like, more... And again, we're using generalizations. You guys know how this works. Why are white people more open than people of color? Meaning, I've I've talked about this with my mom recently, actually. Like, if I'm at line, let's say I'm at line at the grocery store, I'm in line, and the next person is like, oh, how are you doing? I'll be like, oh, fine, regardless of if I'm, like, having an anxiety attack, okay. just cried in the car, whatever. But sometimes I have the experience where I'm I'm talking to a white person in line. I'm like, how are you? And they're like, well, my dog just died and my wife left me and like I have acid reflux and they just tell me the truth. And I'm like, I've never experienced this talking to another person of color where they're like, if if I'm not close to them, like a stranger, they'll be like honest with me. And so I wonder like, what's happening? I will say that I will just see tweets or, or comments about like, white people being over-emotional or something. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this kind of plays into that, maybe. Maybe. Like, I'm, I'm I'm seeing Victor in my head going, mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly that. It's, it's like, there's everything... I mean, I'm, I'm reserved in general, but I feel like lots of things are just my business, but real strangers have told me, like, some intimate details, like, literally I mean, in line at Target. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, okay, so for last week, there was this discussion in our Patreon group about how, like... Um, some people were like, I appreciated that you said there's different kinds of whiteness because yeah. like I'm Jewish and I'm not white in the same way you are. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. So I feel like this is a very, I mean, from what I know, this is like a specific, again, like Silver Lake liberal kind of I mean, openness. I've ex- experienced it a lot in like Minnesota growing up too. Yeah. I don't know because there are like a lot of white stereotype cultures as well that are very tight lipped Mm -hmm. like if you asked like an irish catholic what how they were they would be like i'm fine and i've always been fine yeah like john mulaney has a joke (laughs) where he's like if you uh, like a a irish father is burying his child he's just like do it bury the boy (laughs) bury the child exactly like there's definitely very repressed cultures for sure like irish catholic is i'm irish they're i'm irish protestant but that is definitely it's like something i don't relate to Mm -hmm. it's just the like Like, stiff upper lip and we're starving. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, 
But That's like, definitely valid, yes. Um, but definitely, I think it's also an American thing, maybe okay. specifically. Like, my mom tells this story about her, our family friend from France visited her one time, and they were, like, in the grocery store and in the checkout line. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. And the checker was like, how are you? How's your day? And she's like, oh, it's going pretty good. Like, we're going here and we're going there. How about you? Blah, blah, And they just had, like, kind of a generic conversation. Mm-hmm. They left, and, like, my mom's friend, who's named Francois, who's, nice. like, the most <laughs> French-ass name. <laughs> All right. He was like, did you know that, man? <laughs> That's literally how I feel. <laughs> but, like, he's why there's just, like, French, yeah. you know? But um, it's, like, it's like I can do small talk, but it's, like, when I'm getting details, man, I'm like... I have definitely, like, again, I don't think this is an answer, but I okay. have seen the look on people of color's faces when I'm saying too much. <laughs> I have seen the look of, like, this white lady is telling me too many details. <laughs> I'm just like... Um, and yeah, thank you. Like, I just don't know how to. It's so interesting. But I don't know what it, the line is, really. Like, I don't know. I just because... think I share nothing and with no one. <laughs> That's where I am. So anything to me is ridiculous. But like, I, okay, I don't know if this is true. Okay. A true comparison. But I think maybe what one thing is that like white people are more comfortable talking about like n- kind of nothings. Okay. Like those things that mm-hmm. you're describing are all like nothings mm-hmm. and much less comfortable with expressing true anger in okay. public. Interesting. Whereas I've seen like, I get like weird looks for being like, Oh, my dog is being so annoying right now. Isn't she? Mm-hmm. And then meanwhile, like, I think black people, particularly in LA, when like white people are doing nonsense things, are much quicker to be like, "You idiot!" <laughs> oh my goodness. Whereas I don't think I think the same white person who would be like, "Oh yeah, like I read this magazine article and it made me cry," would not be like as shouty. Although mm. there are plenty of shouty white people. I don't know. Does that make sense at all? Yes, it does. I also wonder if it's like the idea of what is personal might vary sure. culturally. Because, yeah. like, like I, what I'm saying is I've had really people in real life be like, my wife left me yesterday. <laughs> and I just feel like that's so... Or some people will be like, yo, I'm here because I'm getting flu medicine for my daughter and I'm a single... Like, I'm, like, half split custody and I'm oh taking gosh. care of her this weekend and I don't know what to do. And I'm just like, now I know so much about <laughs> you and I just cannot ever conceptualize sharing even those. But to me, it's like when that person's sharing it with me, they don't they don't look like I'm revealing something to yeah. myself. They're just, like, saying. Yeah, it's, like, it's very like much fact. not close to them. Yeah. And I'm like, I would never share something that intimate with like a stranger so I'm just like I wonder I mean it could be oh, the I've whole I've done that before too yeah I've been in the checkout line I've been like third day of my period yeah you know what I that, mean? like I would never it's so <laughs> interesting but I, I mean but I also wonder if it's kind of like maybe as people of color we just have to have our guard up a little bit more so well, more yeah. things are personal perhaps yeah. like again I don't know what I'm talking about but maybe this is like <laughs> an American black person thing mm-hmm. of like I have heard that way more from like people black people and people of color that I know of like mind your own business yeah. basically mm-hmm. totally where I'm like what do you mean <laughs> like what's my okay <laughs> like don't you just want to share do you want to share and like tell me everything I never want to share. <laughs> like, tell me all your thoughts and secrets. Absolutely not. I just not. want to know all of them. Never. That is so funny. I knew that was something you thought about us. How? Oh. <laughs> just, or I'm always like, why can't we just ask for this? And you're like, you can do that? I'm like, literally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what? And I'm like, you just tell them what you want. I'm like, why would they care what I want? Yeah. I think that's probably the like core the core of that unfortunately so slavery yeah it's fucking <laughs> it always, always comes back to slavery it's not dry shampoo though not dry shampoo yeah you're right not not i mean i'm sure i can find an ankle but God not damn it that's <laughs> enough that's enough you're okay. right 
And that's our show. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to the stuff we mentioned today. And don't forget to send us your questions via email or voice recording to FYI at she'sallfatpod.com. Please make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's super important in making sure people find the show. If you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we'll give you a shout out on the pod next week. She's All Fat is created, produced, and hosted by us, Sophie Carter-Khan and April K. Quio. We are an independent production. If you'd like to support the work we do, you can join our Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash she's all fat pod. When you pledge to be a supporter, you'll get all sorts of goodies and extra content. This week, we're posting more information, resources, and readings about liberal fat phobia just for our patreon supporters our music was composed and produced by carolyn pennypacker riggs our website was designed by jesse fish and our logo is by Britt scott this episode was mixed and edited by maria wortel our facebook instagram and twitter handles are at she's all fat pod you can check out the show on apple Podcasts, stitcher google play and wherever else you get your podcasts bye, bye. like a add like a like a seabird call at the end of that wait what's that <laughs> you know like a like a sea bird noise like an actual bird yeah oh okay see like, you at the beach, fatty. The beach. <laughs> yeah exactly oh cool <laughs> but I, just I, use I mean... april's voice that she just did <laughs> okay i'll do a clearer one <laughs> what what animal is that no, what like am i person you sound like a... oh i'm trying to do gull seagull yeah seagull seagull that's the <laughs> <Gull>. word <laughs> Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.